Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but <laughs> not safe for anything right. picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreoncom motcu. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tears started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie. Right. Uh, so we are, hey, we're back. Uh, we are now at a political fundraiser that includes <laughs> the chief of police. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, the, oh, uh, the, the Project Mayhem crew is there they're all waiters and um you know the narrator looks good well yeah so oh, i'm losing my place guys sorry um yeah they the narrator lose he, he looks confused because he sees they're all leaving and he realizes they're following the chief of police who's got to go take a pay a piss hmm. um hmm. so they grab the police chief and now we're going to roll a quick clip Tough tax check, Bob. Yeah, that's Bob's Fine. You're gonna call up a rigorous investigation. You're gonna publicly state that there is no underground group. Or these guys are gonna take the balls. They're gonna send one to the New York Times, one to the LA Times press release style. Look, the people you are after are the people you depend on. You cook your meals, you haul your trash, you connect your calls, you drive your ambulances. We guard you while you sleep. Right. Do not fault us. Yeah, so they're fucking with the police. Y'all gotta get it correct with tightening up these fucking clips. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't disagree. I I get it. 
Um, so yeah, they they you know do not fuck with us. They they are just playing with the police chief and which is the truth, which is very out. valid of what's actually happening now, right? Like, yeah, do not yeah, fuck absolutely. with us. Right. Like your servers, right. your people, like people, everything that has happened recently with yeah. the pandemic of like, yeah, this just this shit is dying because people yeah. have treated these people like shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. As less than exactly. Right. Uh, so the cr- the crew the crew they obviously want to make a hasty exit from the venue. Um, <laughs> when they're running down the fucking ramp, Meatloaf's pants fall down. Oh, for yeah. real! Like that was oh, that shit. was not planned. Oh, His no. pants fell down. That was like you at the airport. Exactly. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he had to pull his pants up, and he actually got so out of breath from that run that they had to give him oxygen because just because of the fat suit and everything he was wearing. Um, it's at this point that um, the narrator notices Tyler's extra attention towards Angel Face, and all you hear him, you know, in, in the vein of his of his magazine articles, "I am Jack's inflamed sense of rejection." Um, he's got a fucking hard on for Angel Face now, and, and mm. we're gonna see that that kid's in trouble. Um, we now jump to uh, another fight club scene where the narrator's fighting Angel Face. Um, he breaks the rules blatantly and fucking destroys this kid. I mean, yeah. we talked about it earlier. His face was I so fucked up. I wanted to destroy something beautiful. Yes, exactly. That was his comment, you know? Um, yep. What a, what a what a fantastic line. No, exactly. Because it, it, it's in the theme of, of the goal of Project Mayhem. Like, it, it yeah. is, you know? Yeah. So that was his snarky answer to to his Tyler persona when Tyler but it's, asked him. It's not even you know. that. Like I don't know. I don't know. I look at it differently. Like I look yeah. at it like he, the narrator, had this picture perfect life, right? Right. Yeah. Like he had yep. he he had an okay job. Uh, he had picture perfect fucking uh furniture in his condo. Blah blah. I wanted to destroy instead of like I want to buy something right. beautiful for my shit. I wanted to destroy something yeah. beautiful because Tear he was not absolutely. he was not actually happy with his life. Right. Again, right. I can I can throw this back to if you just would have went to therapy, boo. Yeah, but he yep. didn't. But he didn't, and so no, it was. I just wanted to destroy something beautiful. Right. Something that I could so he never wa- have. So he no. wanted to he wanted to pound this kid's yep. face. No, oh, and he did. Yeah. It was fucking And he brutal. did. Brutal to watch. And, to the point to the point where they to the point where the 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 studio was like we're going to have to scale that back. Yes. And I'll be honest with yeah. you, even even with what they scaled back, even for me, I was like, Ugh, I can't oh, watch it. Was it was awful. It was fucking awful. It really even was. with the fake teeth shit, like I can't even yep. watch it. Like I can't yeah, watch I it. Know. Too much. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, so after that incident, you know, Tyler tells the crew to take him to the hospital so he can at least right. get his face right. fixed a little right. bit. Um, they head outside and somebody pulls up in a Lincoln Town car, the exact same style and make as the burnt car in the beginning of the movie um they pull up in a lincoln town car it's stolen from the the long-term parking in the airport you know one of one of the project mayhem crew the space monkey stole it um this is really cool this whole fucking scene is so cool 
because again, foreshadowing clues and everything, because the clues are coming more rapidly now because we're getting to the climax of the movie. Um, he, the the guy who stole the car addresses Mr. Durden, and he's looking at the narrator. So. Ty, he, the narrator thinks Tyler's going to drive, or he knows Tyler's going to drive. Um, so he says, you know, you first, Mr. Mr. Durden. And, you know, then Tyler says, no, after you. So the narrator gets in the driver's door and slides right. over to the passenger seat. Right. And that comes into right. play in right. a little bit. So Tyler right. gets in, two of, the, two of the space monkeys get in the back seat, the mechanic and, and not Paul Rudd, they're in there. Um, it's, it's pouring rain. They're driving down the highway. And Tyler and the narrator are just, just duking it out verbally, um, yeah. talking about how you know the narrator is holding back. He's not letting go. He's not really realizing his full potential. And Tyler's just lacing into him. And again, it's really cool because the car starts drifting. And it's drifting because the fucking narrator who's actually driving the car is not looking at the road. He's looking at Tyler. So... <laughs> It's so fucking underhanded and creative. I absolutely loved it. So they keep going at it. Um, but for a point. But for a point of like, yes. let go. Let exactly. go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep, exactly. This is your come to God moment, so to speak, is what Tyler is saying to the narrator. No, it is. That, it, but no, so I, I, it's I a, would actually no, say the No, I don't mean come, actually come to God. I'm just saying come to the God that they are worshiping, the Project Mayhem Fight Club God. This is his moment Ch to just no, let what it they, all what go. Their thing is is chaos. Like right. let chaos. Well, that's their god, right? That's their determine, god. Absolutely. Determine your fate. Right. So this conversation progresses, and the, the question that Tyler poses is, "What would you do if you knew you were going to die?" And the mm. space monkeys in the back both immediately have answers, and and the narrator he has nothing. He's got fucking nothing. He has no idea because he's still. He still hasn't reached that that point of enlightenment, so to speak. Um, hmm. They, the, the, Tyler lets oh, go of the wheel. Go to therapy! Yay! <laughs> Tyler Sorry. lets go of the wheel. The car starts drifting. The narrator grabs the wheel, cuts it over, but it's too late. Um, they plow. They rear end another Lincoln Town car, <laughs> um, and both of them get pushed. Over the side, it's a slight, it's an embankment. Uh, it's not a cliff, but an embankment. And the cars are rolling. They're fucking, you know, just rolling and rolling and rolling down this hill. Um, the car comes to, a re comes to rest on its, on its hood, on its roof. So it's upside down. And um, this is the cool part is that he... Tyler gets out of the car or is out of the car already. He climbs over and he pulls the narrator out of the driver's seat. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's, well, again, it's almost purely obvious at this point that Tyler doesn't exist. He's part, he's the narrator. Um, and that's why he had to do that. So he's actually in the driver's seat. And that's something I didn't notice probably the first well, of course 10 times right? i watched because, this movie because it was a traumatic scene so all right. you're worrying about is who's making it out you're not worrying exactly. about who's getting pulled out of what or right. or whatever and that's yeah. why fincher had the car land on its roof because it was on its wheels it would have been obvious yeah, but on its, its roof your perspective right it's a, joe's right 
your perspective is off, so you, you don't even think about it. So it was very fucking cool. I, I, I really, really dug it. Um, we're now back at home. Um, Tyler is having a fever dream. I mean, uh, the narrator is having a fever dream uh, where Tyler is laying some heavy shit on him. It's a lot of philosophical stuff. Um, the, and then the last thing he sees in this dream, his fever dream, is Tyler leaving with a suitcase saying, I'll see you. Um, he wakes up. And he looks through the whole house and cannot find Tyler anywhere. Uh, checks his room. His room's full of maps and files and shit. So he, he's gone. Um, really creepy fucking moment. When he closes Tyler's door, the back of Tyler's door is covered in the fucking driver's licenses of the space monkeys. Yeah. And on top, the header says human, human sacrifices. sacrifices. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. so fucked yep. up. <laughs> you know? Yep. So fucked up. Yep. Yeah. And the thing is, they know it. The space monkeys fu- have fully accepted it. They're fine with that, you know? It's way fucked up. Um, so it's the narrator gets downstairs. It's a call. It's a call. Right? It is. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. Um, narrator gets downstairs, and there's a flurry of activity. We got guys making soap. We got guys digging up shit in the garden. Um, there's papers and maps everywhere. Um, and this is where we see the aftermath of Angel Face's oh, poor face. Angel um, face. It's Jesus. still fucked up. It's still way fucked up. Like, like, like Sam said, the teeth and everything are just so difficult to look at. Um, now, this really is nice. also the moment where you see that Angel Face has the same burn on his hand. Yeah. Yes. And this might be me looking too deeply into this. To me, in that brief moment, that burn looks very vaginal. Okay. Oh, yeah. I most knew definitely. you were gonna say that. I knew How'd you were gonna say that. How'd you know? You horny bastard. But is there some metaphor there that I'm not seeing? Is it like that was there? I'm not. I'm not against that. Like I'm saying, I, I honestly feel like there's some weird shit in this whole. Now that I've watched it again, you know what I mean. Like I've watched mm-hmm. this movie a million times. I love this fucking movie, but now I watch it again with like different eyes, and. Yeah. There is some like weird women hate shit about it. Mm-hmm. Right. In my opinion, in my opinion, there seems to be like some weird like misogynistic shit and even like even that where yes, I do feel like that way. Uh but I feel like it was meant in a way of a bad thing. See, yeah. Like I, I'm going to I'm going to burn you. I'm going to burn you. And this wound is going to remind you. You don't. Even, do you understand what I'm feminine. saying? Yeah, yeah. Right. No, I, right. I got you. And well, when he said, when he says shit like, um, about his mother and shit, like shit was like real, real negative towards their mothers and shit, right. like, and then how he is so mean to. Her, Marla, like, yeah. like, yep. Like, it's a lot of negativity towards women. No, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so speaking of being mean to Marla, um, the narrator oh, no. heads outside and Marla shows up and he, he unintentionally to him, because he's not, you know, figured it out yet. He fucking, it's brutal what he does to her. He just says, you know. Right. That's what Tyler's I was gone. Yeah. Tyler's not here. Right. You know, and of course, you know, from her perspective, it's like, holy fuck, you are, you are schizophrenic. Fuck like, this you, is yeah. insane, you know? And she leaves, you know, she goes. Um, at this point, he hears a commotion inside the house and he runs in. 
and the, the the team is bringing in Bob's body at this point uh, back from a quote operation. Um, they explained that they were Ooh. doing some simple, you know, shit that was part of homework assignment, and Bob got shot in the head by by the cops, you know, and they're all pissed off at the cops and stuff, and um. You know, they the narrator uncovers the cloth, and I mean Bob's head's like a fucking exploded melon. I mean, yeah, he, he is clearly dead and 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 very gone. Um, and he's like in he's like incensed. He's because Bob was his friend. Bob was his one true friend. Okay, in all of this, in the end, yeah, and, yeah. You know, he he starts to explain that you know because they they're like get rid of the evidence. They're treating him as a fucking piece of evidence. And, it, and that, of course, yeah. is incensing the narrator. And he tries to explain that, you know, Bob is a, he's a man. He, he has a, and he has a fucking name. Um, and his name is Robert Paulson. So, Joe, roll a clip. That's uh, very against Tyler, though. Serving Project yeah. Mayhem, sir. Bob. But, sir, in, in Project Mayhem, we have no names. Now, you listen to me. This is a man, and he has a name. It's Robert Paulson, okay? Robert Paulson. He's a man and he's dead now because of us. All right, do you understand that? I understand. In death, a member of Project Mayhem has a name. His name is Robert Paulson. 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 His name is Robert they obviously still don't fucking get it. (laughs) And the narrator is losing his shit so much that at the same time, something dawns on him. He runs upstairs to Tyler's room, rifles through his drawers and finds the stack of flight coupons because it's starting to come together. Right. We're we're building up to the fucking climax. And, and Oh, I also want to, I I just kind of want to like talk about that for a second of the fact that, I was down with the whole bring the establishment down, the corporations down, blah, blah, blah. And they they even said, like, absolutely, even Tyler was like, yeah, that whole, like, moniker of, like, hey, you want to do something, you got to, you know, what is it, uh, crack a couple eggs or whatever yeah, the fuck, right? Yeah, you got to break, break eggs. some eggs to make an omelet, yeah. Right. But... And that's a very cold-hearted thing to fucking say, right? Yep. But that was kind of like the whole setup of it is like, hey, we're going to do this because it's for the greater good. It's for the bigger cause. It's whatever. This whole Project Mayhem shit. But then when it became where it was a personal thing for the narrator, for him, it was different. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then and then because it was for him different. And it was weird because 
he just said like one thing and then everybody started chanting it and then right. in other cities that we see later started chanting mm -hmm. it it was like well why was that the thing yeah well again it goes back to that cult thing because he wasn't the only mentality. yeah yeah for sure for sure the cult mentality but yeah. he wasn't the only one that got that got subjected to that so it's like yeah right right was it just no, I get, I because was it just because as a viewer that we already had a connection to him because we saw him earlier you know what i mean uh, probably probably yeah, that's what yeah, it was probably probably, probably. you know but, it's funny what, based on what you just said i wish i could really remember my first time watching this i remember going to see it and i remember being shocked and surprised but you know I wish I could bring those memories back because it would help me better understand yeah, how I feel now sure. about this movie. Because I, I think it was you, Sam, or one of the, the, the crew tonight mentioned that it's like seeing it two different... I think Eric did. It's like seeing two different movies before yeah. and after you know. Um, yeah. I right, wish I could remember more detail about when I saw it before or even read the book before. But um, So yeah, he finds the flight coupons... And, and sees all the cities that Tyler's visited. And again, this is starting to add up in his head, even subconsciously he's starting to get it. Uh, right. We got a quick montage of the narrator now traveling to all the cities that are in this Where have I been? Have, be have I been asleep the whole time? Exactly. Yeah. And he's, yeah. he, he keeps mentioning deja vu, deja vu, because, you know, yeah, it was him that was there, and he's remembering this shit as it's happening. Um, you know, he finds a fucking fight club in every city. Like, ones yeah. that he didn't even know existed, he's finding them there. Um, the funniest fucking part of this is when he goes into the dry cleaner and yep. that fucking moron, which he calls him, it, I got to read it because it's so good. I'm, I'm not exposed, and then he pauses, to, to speak any such information to you, nor would I, even if I had said information, you want at this juncture, be able. <laughs> what the Fuck. Yeah, and then he looks at the narrator looks at him and goes you're a moron and the guy gets so offended he goes you need to leave now <laughs> yeah and that was like the only line the guy uttered he was very clear when he said you need to yo. leave now you know mm -mm. no that's um, straight up like yo yeah, it was great yo was that's great. straight up that's straight up shit that's straight up shit yeah. like i'm not incarcerating myself so um no i don't know what the yeah. fuck you talking about i yeah, don't exactly. have the authority he, to talk about shit for he you he was following about you, the rules whatever. to the letter correct yep. following those rules to the letter um so all right i need to preface this next clip by saying thank you for sticking with us <laughs> we're in the home stretch here we're almost done but this clip is four minutes and 40 seconds long but <laughs> It's because are you not because, hearing weird shit? Is that just me? Still, yeah, again, yeah. No, it sounds oh, good. To us. Okay, yeah, well, then and good. you sound I'll fine. I'll power you sound through. Fine. I'll, power I'll figure yeah. it out. I'll, I'll hear it all. Like when I'm trying right. to edit it later, I'll be like, ah, oh, fuck. I know, she was right, right the it's whole time. Really I'm not it's gonna be really shitty if you hear what I'm hearing because shit's yeah. fucked up over here. No, I don't think that's gonna come. It can't through. be worse than when Butler was on. That's true. I don't know. This sounds audio wise really bad. All right. I mean, to us, you sound great, but we'll see. So. The reason this clip is here, it is the climax of the movie, right? There are scenes yeah. after it we'll talk about, but it is, it's, the, it's, the, it's the epiphany. It is the reveal that we've been talking about this whole time, this whole episode. So that's why it's four minutes and 40 seconds, but it's important to hear it because I could not describe it well enough on paper and through my words. So, Joe, roll it. 
Welcome back, sir. How have you been? Do you know me? Is this a test, sir? No, this is not a test. You were in here last Thursday. Thursday? You were standing exactly where you are now, asking how good security is. As tight as a drum, sir. Who do you think I am? Are you sure this isn't a test? No, this is not a test. Hey, Mr. Durden. You're the one who gave me this. Please return your seat backs to their full, upright, and locked position. done it done what have we ever had sex what kind of stupid question is that it's stupid because the answer is yes or because the answer is no this is a trick no well i need to know you, mean you want to know if i think we're just having sex or making love we did make love is that what you're calling it just answer the question marla please did we do it or not you fuck me then snub me you love me you hate me you show me a sensitive side then you turn into a total asshole is that a pretty accurate description of our relationship tyler we have just lost cabin pressure. What did you just say? What's wrong with you? What did you just call me? Say my name. Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden, you fucking freak. What's going on? I'm coming over. No, wait, say Marla, I'm not there. You broke your promise. Jesus, Tyler. You fucking talk to her about me. Tyler, what the fuck is going on here? I ask you for one thing. One simple thing. Why do people think that I'm you? Answer me! It. Answer me, why do people think that I'm you? I think you know. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Why would anyone possibly confuse you with me? With Saints up. It's pretty hot. This is crazy. People do it every day. They talk to themselves. They see themselves as they'd like to be. They don't have the courage you have to just run with it. Naturally, you're still wrestling with it, so sometimes you're still you. We should do this again sometime. Other times, you imagine yourself watching me. This is your first night in
This is bullshit. I'm not listening to this. You are insane. No, you're insane. You simply do not have time for this crap. It's called a changeover. The movie goes on, and nobody in the audience has any idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, a lot happens in there, but this is the moment that the narrator yeah. realizes, you know, he, he finally gets it. Um, and it fucks him up even more. <laughs> um, he's still not joined with Tyler, as we're going to see in, in the scenes coming up, but now he understands what's going on. Um, it's way fucked up. I mean, it really is. Um, when, when, he, when he comes to that realization, he says, we have lost cabin pressure. I love that fucking line. Yeah, it's so great. Good, you know? Um, so he, at the end of this, he passes out on the bed. He just collapses on the bed because he's just overwhelmed emotionally and psychologically, and he just passes out. Um, you know, we fade to black, and then he wakes up. He wakes up with a phone on the bed, off the hook. Um, he knows that he's got to get out of there and try to stop everything that's about to happen because now he realizes what, you know, Project Mayhem is all about. Um, he runs out of the hotel, gets stopped by the front desk clerk um, because she wants to review phone calls with him. He gets that list and he sees that like a bunch of phone calls were made like at 2.30 in the morning when he was unconscious, but obviously he wasn't. He was Tyler. Um, so he grabs that list and he heads out. Um, we now get back to the house. Uh, it's all making sense now to him. The house is empty. Um, you know, He's doing the math and it's not good. He, he makes some phone calls. Uh, to the buildings that are listed on the f file folders and shit and realizes, you know, what's up. Um, so we are now, um, he is, he's headed downtown. He gets off the bus and sees Marla. Um, it's kind of a convenient turn because she happens to be in the street when he, you know, whatever. Um, that's nitpicking. Uh, they go to a diner. Um, because he, he's asking her to, that she has no reason to trust him, no reason to listen to him, but just give him this one time. He needs her to do what he wants her to do because she'll die if he doesn't. Um, so as he's explaining it, one of the waiters comes up who happens to be, you know, a fight club member. Um, he says, everything's on the house. Um, and then she says, why, well, whatever, I don't care. And she orders a bunch of food. <laughs> <laughs> and um you know the narrator mentions to the guy make sure everything's clean and then he whispers to to the narrator that uh then i would suggest that the lady doesn't have a <laughs> clam chowder no because we know what happened no soup for you exactly that that was uh that was beyond urine <laughs> that took place in the clam God. chowder we're talking so creamy. chunky exactly oh. something creamy no soup for you yeah exactly so she, he gets her to believe him, and then he takes out a wad of money, stops a bus in the middle of the street. He gets out a wad of money, and he gives it to her and says, look, just take this money and get on the bus. Get out of town for a few weeks. Don't tell me where you're going. Um, and she finally just says, fine, I'm taking this money. I'll consider it asshole tax for everything yeah. you put me through, which is a great fucking Get him. Line, you know? And she gets on the bus. Um, so he now heads to the police station to turn himself in because he feels the only way to stop what's going to happen is to turn himself into the police and let them know everything so that they can go and stop these bombs from going off um, that we're going to see. Um, 
they don't believe him at first. They kind of believe him. But the worst part is, obviously, as was mentioned when they had a conversation with the police chief, and they told him, we're the people that protect you at night. Fight Club, Project Mayhem, yep. has space monkeys in the police department. So um, he describes the plan to destroy the credit card company buildings. Um, the lead detective leaves the interrogation room to go check on some of the things that the narrator has said. And the three remaining detectives are all space monkeys. <laughs> so, um, you know, they go right after him. And they tell him that you specifically told us that if anybody comes in, including you, and says things like this, we're, we have to take your balls. <laughs> and this is a line we use in the house a lot. Um, you know, you told us you'd say that. <laughs> because they just keep repeating. He says something, you told us you'd say that. Yeah, you told us you'd say yeah. that too. And then the yeah. last line is the best one. You definitely told us you'd say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so fucking funny. Uh, Pulls so ass they, on the table. Yeah, Pulls they lay his out. ass on the table. They, they're looking for a rubber band to tie the balls off. And um, just then the lead detective mm. you know, knocks on the door, which is weird. Why did he knock? I guess it was yeah. locked. I don't fucking know, but he knocks. And one of the detectives goes to the door and like half opens it and, you know, the lead detective says, look, we got to go check some of this out. It, it, it kind of makes sense. Um, at that moment, the narrator pulls a gun out of the detective's holster and gets them to back off. And the way he rolls off that table in that silly fucking outfit where he's, he's got like a trench yeah. coat in his underwear with boots. Yeah. The way he rolls off that table is fucking, it's like, it, it's like old school Three Stooges shit. <laughs> I want to know how they got his pants over his boots. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they pulled that out because those are big boots. You're right, Joe. Yeah. Um, it was wow. just funny the way that's he did what, it. That is what you fucking came away with. Yeah, that's my takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. I, I'd like to know why, why the emphasis on needing a rubber band to cut someone's testicles off. I guess to now it's that whole thing of like doing the some bulls. barbaric shit with like animals. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, they, do that, like they, they do rubber that to, like bulls. They, yeah, um... or or like even dogs where they rubber band their tails right. and shit. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's pretty you know, terrible. They got to twist um, tie the balls. That's all. It's like a loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he gets the gun and he gets out of there. Um, he gets away from the three guys. Um, he manages to hide the gun and escape the police oh, station. Oh, I'm sorry, even, again, Doug. Dressed. I don't want to. I don't want to cut no, no, you no, off please. here. But uh, did you uh, did you delve into the weirdo fucking thing that I did, where you what? found out that the names of the investigators there were no. the exact names of the director's last movie, where he did it on purpose, Damn. where it was like That's their last cool. name. Their last names oh, were seven. like a part of his last movie, kind of right. type of shit to like, like a tip of the hat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You, All right. That's cool. I didn't know that. No. I didn't yeah. Know that. yeah and yeah. that's like another little Fincher thing that he throws in there. Yeah, you know. he does that type of shit. Yeah, it's so great. I love the, that call. But yeah, because like eggs and a bunny. Right. <laughs> even going back to the even go back to the scene with the haikus. Some names on the email list are names yeah. of like uh, yes. photography or PAs and other people in the crew for the movie. He used their names in it. So they would get a yeah, little yeah, more yeah. than just like a two-second credit roll at the end of the movie. So yeah, yeah. He, he's a very cool dude. Um, so he escapes, gets out, of the, gets out of the police station, and he runs. He runs, he runs, he runs, okay? 
Um, there was also, mentioned- I, I'm sorry, I'm not trying yeah. to cut you off again, no. but like, I don't remember if I wrote it down, so let me make sure if I did or did not, but like, there was also a thing where in the beginning, uh, he, when he was losing his shit, he wore a specific type of boxer, but then... Uh, at the end, when he was running around, there was like a thing where it tied in to Tyler. Oh, where at the okay. end, he was in just the white boxers, which tied back in. I'm trying to fucking find it, but like, yeah. I'll I have, have to so look it up after. I didn't know that. And that's like a like, little detail we wouldn't even think yeah, about. Yeah, it was just like a Fincher weird, wants it a in weird there, you know? detail. Sorry. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Um, Sorry, apologies. All right. So he. he the narrator makes it to one of the buildings that are targeted um, with, it, with basically 10, 15 minutes left. Um, he tries, as he tries to get into the building, uh, Tyler shows up and just to make fun of him. You know, just, he's fucking yeah. with him. Um, and he, he tries to use one of the benches to crash the, door, the glass and it doesn't work. He looks up and Tyler is, of course, now on the inside of the glass. So he aims the gun and shoots at the glass and he doesn't hit Tyler, but he shatters the glass at least breaks the safety glass so he can get in the building. Um, he knows, he, re- he figures it out that, that the van with the explosives is going to be down in the garage. Uh, so he heads down there, he opens the doors, and he finds the whole fucking thing full of nitroglycerin and a, and a timer. Um, you know, he realizes, and he, he says it out loud because Tyler's like, what are you going to do? You don't know what wire to cut. And he's like, well, if if you know, I know. And... Right. Tyler's trying to fuck with his brain and his thought yeah. process while the narrator's working through it. And when he figures it out and realizes it's the green wire, you know, Tyler tries to reverse psychology, but that doesn't work. He pulls the wire and the timer stops. Um, it's at that point that Tyler fucking knocks him right out of the van. He hits him so hard he flies out of the van. Um, but, like, can I say as, like... Yeah. Again, uh, I watched it a few years later, so I was, like, in high school, and I was very anti-establishment, anti-corporation already. So, like, I was like, let that shit blow up. Yeah, I know. Credit card. He's still not ready. Credit card companies fucking blow it the fuck up. Especially when they say, like, we got all our people out. There's no one here. There's no one there. No one's there. No one's going to get hurt. I was like, blow it the fuck up. Well, I mean, the the anti-establishment movement was way more underground back in the 90s than it is now. So and, and, and the narrator still isn't ready to fully let go of. No, you know his old yeah. life, and that's what it is. Um, so, this this next part confused me for a while, and then I realized I, I figured it out. But when Tyler knocks him out of the van, Tyler reactivates the timer, and he closes the van and breaks the key off in the lock, so he can't open it again. Um, I realized that. Uh, all right, we'll we'll get to why I was confused in a minute because now is a is a fight scene between. Tyler and that's ready to start between Tyler and the narrator. The narrator tries to shoot Tyler, <laughs> shoots the van, and Tyler loses his shit. He goes, "Whoa, what, what are you doing? You're trying to shoot your imaginary friend next to a van with 400 pounds of nitroglycerin." <laughs> and, and again, I love the Brad Pitt acting in that. It's fucking great. Um, so, my God, we're on the last page, folks. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? Yeah. So then Tyler proceeds to kick the narrator's ass. Um, 
My beef with this whole scene is it all looks realistic until they cut to the security camera when yes. he's dragging him by the hair. Yeah. No human could do that. Well, he also he also beat him. He beat, him, he beat himself with his own shoe. I was no, like, yeah. exactly, exactly. But a lot of that could have worked in a, in a way. But to get dragged like that, it's one thing for the narrator to imagine it, but for a security camera to show it, it just didn't make sense to me. All right? No, it looked like a scene from Paranormal Activity. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The yeah, grudge exactly. chick could have done that, you know. Oh, so there is this. It's a look. It's a little Eric. nitpick. Just jumping yeah. in randomly when he has some shit about the entire movie. Yeah, so it's a little nitpick. I'm not. It's it doesn't even ruin the movie a tick for me. So it's it's all good. I just want to complain about something. Oh, um, I also want to complain about. I'm sorry. I'm gonna jump yeah, back because yeah. I just uh, went back to my notes. I'm very okay. mad. Look, I'm down with down with the establishment, down with the fucking corporations, one hundred percent. Right. right. Pretty much down with what Tyler was about, except for the fact that they took out that fucking ad on a fucking billboard that was like, yeah. uh, <laughs> you can, you motor oil fertilizes your lawn. I'm like, yeah. you could have, you could have not done that yeah, because yeah. that's like shitty. Is, like that's actually, yeah. that's actually shitty. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I made that as a note oh, yeah. and it made me very mad. I understand. Um, I Apologies. Yep. There was no need to fuck with the environment. Also, you know I mean? the fact that uh, when the Project Mayhem, I'm so, I'm I'm reversing everything because I I got <laughs> drunk and then I didn't <laughs> read I my notice. notes. But I'm fucking mad that like also it was like at first when Project Mayhem Army was like a whole thing. It's like oh you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, stand outside and do this. Da, 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 da. And then the one dude, the first fucking dude that you guys keep calling like Bobo fucking uh, Paul Rudd shaved yeah, his head. Nobody else, nobody else had to shave their head. Oh, nobody else yeah, had I to know. shave their head. Yeah. There was the one dude who basically shaved a little mohawk in his hair. In his head. He's the one that, that is uh, he? the is narrator he? has to get gauze at the end. But um, he, otherwise, you're he? right. You're right. Because um, they would God never let Jared nope. Leto shave his head. And by now, the way, why does, why does whoever Tyler have a shaved head at the end of the movie, he, when he pops up at the end, he's got a brand new do. It's him and not Paul Rudd. Right, their heads. right, yeah, you're right, right, he did. right. So I'm not even sure why. Right, but you're right. He he shows right. up when he does his fucking uh, Bruce Lee. Shit. Also, whoever was Edward Norton's fucking stunt guy at the end, yeah. uh, that threw himself down those motherfucking stairs. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. That was fucked up. Yep. That guy yeah, that, that needs an award yeah. and a lot of money. Uh, these right. are my notes. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, you know what, Sam? I forgot to tell you at the very beginning of this. We you, don't what, curse what on this you show. What did you forget to tell me? <laughs> we don't curse on this show, so you had to watch your mouth. He's full. <laughs> I, I apologize. No, please I thought, let we was, I thought we was doing it for real, though. I thought That's we was right. in New York. This is That's a corporate right. time with Masters of the Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. Nah, we good. The more cursing, the better. No, it's um, better that way. So we are now back at the beginning of the movie, the very first scene yeah, that so I played, we'll we played the clip from uh, with the gun in the narrator's <laughs> mouth uh, is played uh, again. Um, yeah, 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 you know where he, he said a, where he literally said like I got more nervous about how cleanly this gun is in my yeah. mouth, which is like <laughs> yeah, 
You're a neurotic motherfucker. I think it's Tyler who says, You're a neurotic motherfucker. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. A little flashback humor, he says. Um, you know, so yeah, so uh, they are arguing back and forth. The narrator's tied in a chair. Tyler's kind of flinging him around. He's got the gun. And, um, you know, things are getting hairy. He's, he's announcing, you know, three minutes left, two minutes left. And, you know, when he announces 60 seconds left, about five minutes elapsed, but that's okay. Um, yeah. Fast and furious you know, time. So, yeah. So, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, it, it's at this point where the narrator realizes, he just says out loud to himself, if he has the gun, that means I have the gun. And the gun appears in the narrator's hand. Um, he puts it under his chin to threaten Tyler. Um, then he stands up and he... You know, he figures out. He basically figures out the rules at this point of what he can do. Um, he stands up and he looks Tyler right in the eye and he says, "I want you to really listen to me. My yes. eyes are open, and that's fucking deep, dark, and brilliant, yes. beautiful all at the same fucking time." Okay? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. this yeah. is—he's got to figure it out. Now. He yeah. puts the gun in his mouth, and honestly, you can see it's cocked one way. And I don't know yep. if that was planned or not. I don't know if he was just no, trying to kill himself and didn't. No, it was to kill one part of him. Yeah, that yeah, scene. People only listen to you when they think you're about to die. Right. There you go. That's exactly it. And the, the CG in that was fucking beautiful. Like the way his mouth lights up and you see the veins in his cheeks as the yeah. muzzle flash happens inside his mouth. And That's why I can't with the Matrix shit because I'm like I seen t yeah. this movie yep. <laughs> and then I seen the Matrix and I'm like oh, I don't know yep. it ain't, and then we get our Titanic smoke yeah exactly oh yeah and oh yeah we um so the narrator falls back in the chair and he's got an instant black eye this fucking impact is so brutal instantly he's got a big shiner and the left side of his cheek is blown out um and. Yeah, Tyler's standing there with his dazed look. He op he's smelling. You can see smelling the air. And he goes, what's that smell? What's that smell? And when he opens his mouth, he blows a smoke ring with the fucking gunpowder residue, the gunpowder smoke. And he coughs and it comes out. And then he they show him from behind and the back of his head is blown off. Yeah. And he falls to the ground. Tyler is gone. There is no more Tyler. Um, there is a, well, there's a hybrid version <laughs> of Tyler narrator now. Um, more narrator. Um, so this couple of the space monkeys arrive with snacks and they find the narrator and they're fucking shocked at how bad he looks. They try to help him. Um, and he is a mess. Wait a minute. Did I miss a fucking page? I'm just trying to think. I uh hope -oh. not. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, anyway, at that point, uh, some more space monkeys. I'm doing this from memory now because I did miss a page. Uh, they're doing, uh, they show up with Marla. They've taken Marla off the bus and yeah. they show up with her because that was the original plan. You know, Tyler wanted to eliminate loose ends. Um, they get her up there and they're shocked. Marla's shocked at the way the narrator looks and he, he convinces them that he's okay. Um, he tells the rest of them to get leave. Get gauze. Right. He has the one guy go get gauze. And to step back to the thing that confused me was I thought they were in the building with the bomb that he deactivated and then got reactivated. But no, they went to the safe place. Yeah, yeah. And Tyler mentioned that. I forgot that. Yeah, he first, says so. they got a good view or something. Exactly. So it's at this point that, that, uh, that the narrator and Marla 
have a moment. They finally connect, right? And he holds her hand as the buildings explode. And before we roll the clip, and this is the last clip, um, it's really cool. They didn't. They didn't want to try to seek out permission to use like special effects buildings in wherever they were. So they basically took shots of Fox-owned buildings, yeah, including the building that was used Nakatomi. in Nakatomi Plaza. And this yeah. was before nine eleven. Yes. To co- uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, they might have not wanted to put them twin tower looking buildings right Yeah, the last eyes. two to fall. You're right. Yeah. But they, they also fall eerie. the same way. They also yeah. fall the yeah. same yep. way. Patreon.com slash right. semantics if you want to hear about it. <laughs> it's free. It's free. Hit it it's up. Free. Yeah. All right. So this is the last clip. This is the close of the movie, and then we'll get to our ratings. So, Joe, roll it. Also, one of my favorite shows ever uh, is Mr. Robot, and there's a scene that pays tribute to that last scene of Fight Club, which is near and dear to my heart, so I'm like, fucking love that. Uh, But I also have, like, weirdo fucking random fucking, uh, I guess, like, trivia fucking weirdo things about this movie. It's all good. I don't know. If that's you contributed something. a lot. Definitely. Uh, so, so you guys know where this was supposed to take place, right? Where this movie yeah, was supposed to take place? Wilmington, Delaware. Yes. Yeah. You know why? It's the well, credit the... card capital. Yeah. Yes. So, like, I don't think a lot of people know that. No, that's uh, I, I would in, not. I would not have known that. In Little Delaware, they they planned it that way. The state planned it that way by offering like the craziest tax yeah. cuts, I know and tax that incentives to the companies, and that's. I'm bad they, at life, and they <laughs> call me all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a few calls from them. I get it. Do you I'm know who they originally right. wanted to play Marla? There was a couple, Reese a couple women. One of them was Reese Witherspoon. Is Sarah Michelle Gellar. 
No, the other one was uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus, which oh, is no. weird. Yeah, they did ask her to do it, but she didn't get it, and she said no. She didn't <laughs> want to do it. She didn't yeah, want she didn't to do, do it. it. She didn't well, you know, she's like, she was like rich as fuck, even coming At into that, this. Yeah, exactly. But like, um, all of it would have been weird, right? Oh, either totally. one. Either one, like, I couldn't even imagine nah, nah. them being Marla. no. no. No, right? right decision was made, and that just again points to the genius of. Do you know who they originally the wanted director. to be? Tyler Durden. Uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been. Horrible. Someone, someone did their <laughs> fucking homework. Yeah. Oh, look at Joe. Look at the big brain and, um, on Joe. <laughs> when, when they put Marla's makeup on, she had the makeup artist do it with her left hand, so it wouldn't look like really. Good. I know. I did That's that homework so cool. too. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at my notes. It's all right. That's okay. You know what? That last scene is as kind of haunting and beautiful as it is. Okay. So I, who else? Who else read the book though? I did not. Just, oh, I, just Dougie. Yeah, just me. Just okay. So my personal opinion. Uh, I watched the movie first, full honesty, and then I read the book. And it was the only time I ever was like, well, I like the movie better than the book. Yeah. The only time that's yeah. ever happened. You know, that's yep. the typical thing of like, always the book is better. Um, yep. The whole thing with the, the book of how the narrator and Tyler met in the book was at a, a, was at a nude beach. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it yeah, was just yeah. like all very no, it was just all very awkward. Like, yeah, <laughs> yep. It just didn't make sense, and I don't know. Yeah, this is the and worst episode of Naked and Afraid. And then when you find <laughs> out later, and then when you find out later that the actual truth of uh, both Tyler and Marla were based on real people. Yeah, that yeah. the author knew. It's like, well, why would you even make that a thing? Like that, it yeah, just seemed, it just seemed out of nowhere. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Uh, right? Yep. Like the movie I, made more sense where it was like, okay, well, wait, he just yeah, fell asleep wait. with his insomnia and then he woke up to this and blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. The whole book didn't make any fucking sense. I don't know. Yep. I get it. Um, Joe, what time is it? You know what time it is. Way too late. I am a movie critic by trade, and until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, rent the classic! Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go! Speaking of Russell Crowe. Oh, God, that was so long. 
<laughs> it's only like 53 seconds, by That's the way. too fucking long, but I, we're never going to change it because now it's All tradition. right, Mr. 30 minutes worth of clips. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 24 minutes and 45 seconds. I have it calculated. Okay. So we've now entered the ratings segment of our show here where we're oh going to... Oh, my God. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna let our let our guests go first here, Sam. What do you right. what do you so think? Remember, about Sam, oh. zero to five, you can use decimal points. Okay. Uh, and zero give us to a five. little bit of why. Yeah. Um, so this has always been one of my faves for multiple reasons, because fuck capitalism and all that shit. But as as I've gotten older and I rewatched it recently, um I do realize the fucking uh very much uh sexism of it all and whatevs um but at the end of the day i still understand why they did what they did at the time they did they did so i'm gonna give it a a solid 4.7 nice nice Damn good score that's excellent and that's a great explanation i totally get it all right um you want to do eric eric what do you got Okay, Fight Club. Uh, hadn't seen it since. I don't think Eric said shit this entire episode, <laughs> so I'm really interested what his fucking. He wants an abortion. Be. Apparently, that's about it. Yeah. Yes, My exactly. God. I want to have. I want to have your abortion. You have your abortion. Um, yeah. No, I hadn't seen this movie since like like high school, so it's been a minute. I mean, I remembered the beats and stuff. Like, I remember the twist, but it was cool to see it. Um, having known the ending, you know what I mean? Because. Yeah. It, it gave it a new flavor for me. So um, I'm going to give it a 4.4 4 out of 5. Right. Solid. Um, it's, it's, Can um, I ask why you're rating it a little lower? I mean, well, you know, a 4. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm honestly interested because, I mean, for me, like, it's as uh, watching, your microphone. It, as watching <laughs> it as a female later – it d- it makes me it makes it harder for me to rate it high because I, it is very same, much a yeah. machismo type shit, right? Yeah. So I'm in the same and espe- as you. especially when they say the shit of like they say shit about like their mother and like like it was it was very it seemed very yeah. machismo not, shit, right? I'm not so into so like as a man, I want to know why, like what is the reason. I mean, I'm a feminist, right? So, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not into the same shit. I'm not into the idea of blaming all of your shortcomings as a man on women. You know, you see it a lot in Correct. pop culture. You yeah. See it a lot in music. For sure. You know, all all of the emo bands that we listened to in in the early 2000s yeah. were pretty much all about my life sucks because of this girl, and here's yeah. this revenge anthem that i'm you and know with my one last gasp oh my god breath, i apologize so for bleeding on your shirt yeah like it's just <laughs> all right take back sunday that's my fa- that's one of my favorite <laughs> bands of all time now you have to take some ownership and you know that that's where you get into that toxic masculinity and and blaming women so i i saw that in the movie the same way you did and uh okay. it kind of it kind of struck a nerve and hit me the wrong way i think it's a, a wonderfully crafted film i think the acting is incredible. The direction is incredible. Right, right. I'm taking all of that into account. Yeah. Yeah. So four point four for me. It's still a high score, but it would have been higher had it not had some of those elements we talked about. 
Oh my god. All right. So okay. Joe, what do you got, man? Now I feel um, bad about mine. No, you're not. I've always enjoyed this movie. Um and luckily for me, I mean I, I when I watch something or when I listen to something, I separate like reality from like what I am. It's like a piece of art to me, so I'm I'm appreciating it for it being a piece of art versus like. It's like when feelings. you separate the fact that you thought you were in a band, but then you weren't actually. In a band. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, That's beautiful. And uh, you know, it's not I'm realistic sorry. at all that there's one person who's loud and obnoxious that he can, you know, incite an entire group of people to like maybe cause property damage or anything. That's not realistic at all. <laughs> no, no, not at all. June 6, never, never forget. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much. Trumper, yep. Trumper Durden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, anyway. but like, oh, fuck. I, I kind of um, want, man, I hate this. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's, let's do this writing thing. And then, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I love the movie itself. I, I just think it's very it's it's so well made. The acting's great. You, you remember this is a ninety nine movie and it's so well made. Um, yes, my rating for just before I get yelled at too, um, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the machismo <laughs> part of it. It's the fact that I rate other movies like I'm basing it compared to my ratings for other movies. So if I go too high, then it makes my other movies that I gave lower scores to seem like le- less than instead of equal to. Um, I'm loving this explanation. But, ahead, but I'd probably go with like a 4.3 on it myself. 4.3. 4.3. Yeah, it's respectable. Wow. Like if, if, I, if I'm giving like Goodfellas like a 4.4, and I can't, you know, I can't in good consciousness make this better than that. No, I, I get it. I have mm. to go back and check my ratings again because I don't even remember. On, I don't remember what it is either. Come on, I should Doug. Go and pull them all. Yeah. Um, what you got? Right. What you got? What you got? What you so, got? I mentioned at the beginning of this whole thing, um, like three weeks ago, um, that the, to me this movie is a masterpiece. Uh, uh, it's Agreed. a fucking masterpiece of cinema, and I can't say yes. enough good things about it. Um, okay. I understand the, the the plot points are that that some of them definitely have not aged well at all, but sure. just on the sheer genius of of Fincher and the actors and everything. Same, um, yeah, and it's okay. an important movie for for me just you know because um i got it at a 4.8 i mean nice. it's one of my favorite movies ever and all bring right, it home all right all right i can't what i can't go Doug didn't want to get yelled at by you <laughs> yeah no nah. um, his name is douglas paulson exactly um <laughs> uh, i have bitched it so yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't saying it because of that but well, okay i know but I, I'm just, I think here's yeah. i think also like for me like I've listened to a couple of your shows and there is something to be said about when you watch a movie, right? And how it hits you when you watch it yeah. originally, right? And so for me, I did not watch it when it first came out. I watched it a few years later when I was in high school and I watched it when my friend had the DVD. I saw the fucking FBI thing. I was very much into punk rock. I was very much into anti-establishment, anti-corporation shit. So I think it hit me a little different when I first yeah. watched it. Yes. You know? Oh, absolutely. I, I get it. And I think even when I watched it this past week, like, I'm still very much anti-fucking-corporation. Whatever yep. you want to fucking yeah. say about it. Hoorah. But, like, that's that's how I feel. Now, yeah, there is there are other things I feel like, oh, maybe I feel a little different about, like, yeah, I do feel like, hey, maybe this motherfucker could have just went to therapy or like yeah maybe this is a little but but 
at the end of the day, like Project Mayhem, shit like that is very much of people are succumbed to consumerism. Right. And, and and now even more so of not even consumerism but also like social media. And like it's taking over people. Yeah. I think we I think we can align that the same way. And it's kind of gross. You know what I mean? Like um oh, yeah. you, you we've, rep- we've just uh, we've just allowed ourselves to be like that that's just like the norm. And it shouldn't be. Yeah. I I guess yeah, that's my 100%. whole thing. I don't know. No, nah, you can replace IKEA with Facebook and you know anything. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything. Yeah. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Exactly. Perfect, perfect example of like they're taking over the fucking world. It's so you true. know? And now they're taking over space too. Correct. Yeah. Planet yeah. Starbucks. Baby. Correct. And and we're allowing it and we're like looking the other way. You know, it's like, well, well, that's just what it is. Like, no, I, I don't know. Uh, I, no. I'm going I, too I much feel into you. 100% it. Hundred percent on that. I feel that makes sense to me. Doug, speaking of uh, selling out, we got to thank some sponsors. <laughs> Our patreons. <laughs> we do. We have some patreons that we have to thank. Um, so yeah, if you wanna, if you really like the show and you wanna support us, um, head over to Patreon. Joe, what's the address? It's patreon.com backslash MOTCU. Thank you. I'm so fucking tired. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, and, and these fine folks have, uh, have already started supporting us. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out our founding Patreon member, Miss Hannah Christ. She's my daughter, and for some reason she's not on the list. So I'm going to have oh, a conversation shit. with her tomorrow when she comes to visit as to why the fuck she's not paying us a dollar a month. <laughs> Um, what? So, so my my daughter is a Patreon member, um, but she, she apparently disappeared from our current Patreon list, and I need an explanation. Um, <laughs> she gets enough of you at home. If, you know? if, yeah, I guess so. Um, so yeah, so you know, I'll I'll give Hannah the shout out, but we're gonna have a conversation. Um, we've also got uh, Mr. Peter Bianco, a great friend of mine from work. Um, loves the loves the 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 show. Listen to it on his daily walks. Um, he's a very, very cool dude, and we thank you, Peter. Um, also, Mr. Brian Gower from the Tone Jerks podcast, another like absolutely stand-up human being. Um, you know, we love him, and he supports us, and that's great. Um, we also have um, Robert James Smith of The Cure. That's a um, huge pile of shit. Yeah, who's lowered his his funds. <laughs> Sorry, you know. RJ, don't fucking kill him. Don't I kill know, somebody. Right? He lowered his, he lowered his contribution, but he's hanging in there on the dollar level. That's okay. Every little bit helps, I guess. And just tonight, while recording, well, I mean, this this recording went so long, um, you know, I think governments have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> this but, is our longest episode. Oh, by far. And um, I'm sorry. And I'm not, listen, I'm not taking the blame. Right? This is going to be probably one of the best ones, too. There is no blame. It, I, I, am so, I didn't talk very much. In but I am so excited about this episode. I don't think Eric said like, two fucking words. I know, but I am so excited did about this Did you watch the we, movie? <laughs> we did no, such I've a never deep seen dive. It. Uh, but during, during the episode tonight, during the recording of this episode, we got a new Patreon member, um, Mr. Will Lehu. Um, we love you, bud. He is another person on my truly good human list. 
And that list is not long, but Will Except is on Except for he doesn't list. know what a cookie is. Right, well, whatever. Right. He, he does, but you guys don't. Uh, you guys, okay. I'm getting the fuck out of here. It's 2 a.m. I'm sorry. I know exactly. I go. So anyway, those are our Patreon supporters. If you want, please jump on and support us if you dig us because a lot of work goes into this. I put in fucking 18 hours to prep for this goddamn thing this week. I can so, tell. Well, I put yeah. in a lot of motherfucking hours, Exactly. Too. Sam Sam came with the knowledge, and she's just a guest host. She came with the knowledge, so support us for that. And then right? I recorded for five hours, I guess. I don't even know yeah. what the hell. Where, where can people hours. find you and, and give you money? Yeah, please plug <sighs> plug away, Sam. Plug it up. If you want to actually give me money, uh, just go to <laughs> patreon.com slash semantics, because otherwise I'm not getting any money from you, so... Uh, I don't get any money from you for downloading BDM shows. I get money when you sign up for some. That's the truth. That's the truth. Oh, it of makes it. sense. Uh, yeah, I get money when you there. sign you up yeah. for the semantics Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash semantics. You can get after party shows, but you can also get like free shows that are like the fucking, uh, you know. Excellent. The conspiracy sheer. Conspiracy Sherry? Drunk. Conspiracy <laughs> Theory shit. But they're great. Sh- they're actually legitimately great shows yeah, uh, yeah. that are provided for free, but we would appreciate if you threw us a couple dollars. We would appreciate Hell that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, I had a blast. We had a blast, Sam. We're so happy you came on. I'm so happy I got to meet you because this was a fun one. I'm, I can't yeah. wait till this comes out. Um, I had a great time. And, and yes, for your listeners... You for the listeners you guys have homework what's what's your homework eric what's the next movie uh next movie is a little film uh that <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning so yeah. i can't remember oh the title my it's God. the legend Zelda? i gotta go to, so I gotta go to bed <laughs> you gotta it's go to mr bed. 1900 i thought i was doing asmr for you so you could go to bed yeah, uh legend of 1900 talk to me eric put me to sleep all right uh, i want to <laughs> have your abortion no. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. It's you that know time. What time it is. All right. Lights. I'm, I'm, as- I'm asleep now. <laughs> Camera. Fuck off. So, if you're uh, listening to Masters of the Cinematic Universe, you obviously love movies. Uh, I do too, because I host this podcast. And, um,. My pedal company, 37FX, um, definitely has a movie theme. So if you're looking for really cool guitar pedals and the bonus of having some uh, fun movie themes, uh, hit up the website, 37FX.com. That's the word 30, the number 7.com. You can find things like the Fat Guy Little Coat Fuzz and uh, soon to be released, the Tombstone Treble Boost, both both based on some fantastic movies. So... uh, you know, hit the website up. We've got some great sound samples on there. And uh, you can also hit me up um, through Facebook or Instagram uh, with any questions you have. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you.